Hello and welcome to So What You're Saying Is. I'm Peter Whitlock. Now, my guest today is one of Britain's best-known commentators and broadcasters. Julia Hartley Brewer started as a reporter on the East London Advertiser in Bethnal Green, then went on to write about politics for The Standard, for the Sunday Express and for The Guardian. She's now host of The Breakfast Show on Talk Radio. She's very well known to us from her appearances on Question Time and throughout the media. And she also features on those lists they regularly produce of the most influential right-wing people in Britain. Thank you very much for coming. That's a bit of a starter, isn't it? Absolutely. I, I didn't know I'd been so busy. <laughs> when when uh, you... You know, you appear on, say, like a list of like the most common mm. right wing. What actually to you is right wing? Well, this is the funny thing. See, I don't think of myself as right wing. I always say I'm not right wing. I'm just right. Um, a lot of my views, actually, people on the right would say, you know, uh, pinko lefty. Uh, I right. rather like the NHS and things like that. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah I, I came from a, a Labour background. My parents were involved in the Callaghan government, God rest their souls, uh, and uh, still alive. Uh, but uh, and an NHS GP mother. Um, so my background was very much on the left, very much supported parties like the, the SDP in my teens uh, and then I, I moved, voted Lib Dem, I voted Labour, I, I voted Conservative, I voted UKIP, uh, European elections in the past. Yeah. So I consider myself to be a floating voter. So, you know, I think people should be locked up if they uh, commit crimes. I think people need benefits if they're disabled. Uh, I think my views are actually remarkably mainstream. But yes, for yes. the media, because the media class, their views aren't mainstream, they're actually much to the left. They think everybody who thinks, for instance, a prison sentence might be appropriate for someone who's burgled someone's house, they think you're right wing. Or, right, you know, God forbid, yeah. having a limit on the number of people who can walk into the country and make their homes here. These aren't, I don't think these are remotely right wing issues or left wing issues. I think these are just sensible political views. Well, you, you mentioned that. I mean, you, you, you're from Birmingham, aren't you? I was uh, born in Birmingham, born yes. Born in Birmingham. I mean, were you always politically interested? Always, yeah. So parents so how, always involved in politics. Right. Yeah, I, I, I went to school in 1979 at the age of 11 with a Win With Jim t-shirt, uh, Jim Callahan t-shirt. So yeah, I've been yeah. on the losing side many times. Um, yeah, always, always politically interested. Thought for quite a long time I would go into politics uh, and then realised actually it was going to be a better life as a journalist commenting on it. Um, yeah. I've also got a 12-year-old daughter now who's still insistent. I'm not allowed to go into politics until she's left home. But what, you know, this, this you just put forward what you believe. Mm. Uh, the fact is, you know, being called right-wing yeah. now... is an insult. It's a sort of insult. Even your average Tory, I think, would consider it an insult yeah. now, wouldn't you say? Yeah. When, I mean, when, if you go back to, say, like, 1979, when you went to school or throughout the 80s, was it the case then, do you think, or has this got worse in your life? I, I think there's always been a little bit from the left and the right where the left, you know, the right may be competent right. and get the job done, but the left are good people and they mean well. Yeah. And there's always been this thing, but it's got worse and worse and worse now that we're the good people on the left, you're the baddies. Yeah. That's the whole, I mean, this whole trope about, you know, never never kissed a Tory and yeah, things like yeah, that, yeah. which I think is really, really weird. And you just don't see the same level of vitriol from the mainstream, right? Yeah, yeah. they'll immediately point to, say, you know, Toby Robinson and talk about the far right. These people aren't in the mainstream political arena. Yeah. But in terms of attitudes towards people as and, and debating people on the basis of, look, we both want the country to be a good place. We want yeah. people to have productive, happy lives and make choices for themselves and, and children yeah. to get good education, people to get good health, get all these, the, the, the trains to run. Now, it's no longer a debate about 
how is what's the best way of doing this? Yeah. How 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 would we best go about getting the outcome we want? Now, Conservatives, Labour, Lib Dems will all come with different perspectives on that. But the argument between left and right now is we're good people on the left. Yeah. We want the right things. You whatever you want, even if it works, you wanted it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah. And and this idea that your motivations are somehow evil if you're considered to be right wing is a very new and I think very disturbing development. You see, uh, you peppered your sentences there with we want this to work well with the country yeah. and we all want this but that sort of presupposes you feel that there's a country and that you're <laughs> part of it isn't this the crucial thing yeah i mean you would call yourself a somewhere would you as opposed to an anywhere you know this david oh. goodhart thing oh this whole citizen uh, yeah, yeah citizen of of the world yes. nonsense <laughs> I, I genuinely find that utterly bizarre yeah. it is totally normal and natural yeah. and desirable that we should care more about uh, what happens to our immediate families uh, and then our immediate neighbors our colleagues our friends people we know through school or something and workplace and you and you, you widen this out and widen this out to people from your local area oh did you yes. hear about that terrible crime it's a lady down my street that yeah, it happened yeah. to oh that man do you know what happened to him he's from my hometown we feel this affinity yeah. with people because we have a connection to them and the idea that I shouldn't care more about what happens to people who live in my own country yes, more yeah. than people who live in another country I find quite bizarre um, yeah I mean so much about what is considered to be right-wing now is is patriotism a yeah. belief in the nation-state a belief that, that that we have an affinity with each other a culture a, not just a past but a future with each other and this is somehow dirty and yeah. nasty and evil and wrong yeah. and and I think I think the vast majority of people in this country look at those debates and just think frankly the political and media class have gone stock staring mad but this political and media class that of which I am a fully paid up which, member which you move in mm -hmm. and I do too uh, Frankly, it seems to me that they don't even understand what you're talking about. No. When you talk about these things, it's not just they disagree, they just don't get it. Yeah. I mean, we saw this, did we not, with the you know, Brexit campaign or the, the Remain campaign. Yeah. It, it was all economics, was it not? Yes, because everyone, everyone's going to vote only on economics and they never understood that well, people didn't vote to be poorer. Well, they didn't. They didn't believe no. Project Fear. But also, they did, in that vote, in that choice, as people often do in their voting and as they do in their daily lives, they made choices about what matters to them. Yeah. And actually, yeah, living in a local community where you can get your kid into the local school and where you're sitting in the doctor's surgery and some people might actually speak English. No one does in my local uh, surgery uh, in London, where uh, you, you, you actually know people on the street who've lived there for years, that this, this sense of community is actually more important to people than earning an extra grand a year. And these are people who, earning an extra grand a year will make a big difference to them. They're not earning that, you know, for 10 minutes work like Tony Blair does yeah. for a speech. Um, and it's about, I suppose it is about what you value. And I suppose it's about what you believe in. And, and, and it's got very little to do with money. And which is why that Remain argument on money was never going to work. And it won't work if there's a second referendum. But the thing is, is that they haven't changed their tune, have they? No. Wouldn't you say that over the past two years, all the arguments seem to have been entirely economic and they yeah. still are. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's yeah. that's all. But it's almost like, is, is money the only thing that motivates yeah. these people who, of course, are better than us because yeah. they voted and remain? <laughs> yeah. um, the thing, I, I had my very first falling out uh, almost three years after the referendum. I had my first falling out with a friend over Brexit the other day. And uh, it was really quite upsetting. And, and she said, oh, no, we'll just agree never to speak about it. And I said, how can we be friends if we can't have a debate about this. I said, I completely respect you for voting Remain and I'd like you to respect me for voting Leave. But you fundamentally, you think that 
I'm, I'm not as neither as clever mm. nor as nice mm. as you thought I was because I voted Leave. Mm. There must be something slightly wrong with me yeah, to yeah. have voted Leave. Well, there's something slightly wrong with 17.4 million of us. Yeah. And I, for one, am just fed up at being told we're, we're ignorant, we're stupid, we didn't know what we were voting for, we were conned, we were lied to, and we're xenophobic and racist and little uneducated. England. Uneducated. Uneducated, yeah. yeah, I must remember to tell that to my tutor at Oxford. Yes, it's, well, this is the Imagine point. he probably would think that. But. The interesting <laughs> thing is as well, is that when David Goodhart was talking about anywheres and somewheres, uh, this was a big thing, that mm. if you were educated, you're more likely to be, uh, well, a Remainer, but yep. also an Anywhere. But what about those of us who are educated to the gills or what have you? Well, I would consider myself a somewhere. I, I you know, yeah. I care about, I, I feel, you know, for my country, yeah. I'm patriotic and I'm, I'm in London, all those sorts yeah. of things. I feel, feel those affinities. Yeah. Uh, again, I think those affinities, I think somehow uh, the Remainers who feel that way, there'll be plenty of Remainers who, who, yeah. who don't feel like they're citizens of, of, of Europe, but I think they, um, I think they, they just think there's something rather tacky and nasty about nationalism. For them, like Emily Thornberry, when I see an England flag, that just means yeah, someone's yeah, racist. Yeah. They don't understand why we're so excited about World Cups and European Cups, because we're allowed to fly our national flag with pride, and you're not instantly sort of, oh, hello, hello, yeah. dodgy. Um, we are, I can't believe there's any other country in the world that, that, that the flag for our country of England is, you know, that their flag would be seen as a symbol of negativity or something to be ashamed of. I think that says an awful lot about our country. You fly the Welsh flag in Wales, that's fine. You yeah, fly the, yeah. the, you know, St Andrews flag in, in Scotland, oh, that's wonderful. That's, a, that's all about, you know, patriotism. Yeah. You fly it in England and you're a nasty racist. What does that say about the attitude that has driven that? Well, you know, there's that famous quote from Orwell. who mm. uh, said that the English intelligentsia are unique in the world in having a distaste for their own nationality. Yes. Anything to do with English things, English yeah. days, or what have you. Well, it's all it's all wrapped up with this sort of colonial guilt, white guilt. I mean, John Snow on Channel Four the other day, oh, that was uh, talking about I've, you know the yeah. end of the Leave Means Leave rally. I've never seen so many white people in one place. Yeah. What didn't you cover the Remain rally last week? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which was, you know, white. But you know what? I Nine... think you tweeted the I did. Hayes, I was... Hayes Festival. Well, he was at the Hayes Literary Festival. I said, he must have been really shocked at the Hayes. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and the Glastonbury Festival where he'd attended a couple of years ago when yeah. he was shouting, you know, F the Tories. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. look at the pictures of that crowd. Yeah. But the idea that in some way this is worth A, pointing out, and B, with the, again, the nudge, nudge of, isn't this ghastly? They're all white. 90% of the country is white. It's, it's irrelevant. Actually, I was at the Leave Means Leave rally. There were plenty of people of colour in the, in the audience. Yeah. But, but even if there weren't, it's irrelevant because exactly. this is the thing. I'm not judging the, whether a cause is good or bad by the colour of the people, the skin of the people talking about it. Actually, the, the, you were talking about the rally last week, mm. which was uh, the, you know, to, uh, the Brexit rally in Parliament Square. You spoke at that, I didn't did. you? I did. Terrifying. Well, never well, never done a speech like, at a political though, rally before. I mean, you said you, you didn't want to be active in politics, but I mean, it, what, what did that feel like? Well, again, I, I was very careful to ascertain that it was a cross-party yeah, uh, was, issue. Yeah. And again, so, I mean, I, I'm, I have a radio show, National Radio, we, we have Ofcom rules. I can't be seen to be is affiliated with any political party and, and I'm not I genuinely yeah, am a voting yeah. voter but um, I felt it was just something I felt so it was so important and it transcends politics this this isn't about oh I think one party is better than another party this is about I think democracy mm. is better than not having democracy and I I'm so angry and so horrified by what our, our MPs are doing and unelected lords right mm. now are doing and the arrogance with which they are telling uh, the country 
well, we made a terrible mistake. We thought we could trust you to do what we told you to do in the referendum, and you didn't, you silly, stupid people. So we're going to have to take it back from you and make things better because you're not trusted. And I think that the damage that's going to be done to our country for decades as a result of that is going to be huge. I don't yeah. think they understand no. what they have yeah. done. Yeah. What do you think, how do you see it working out in that way? Because this is, a, to me, it's a, this is a fundamental. My attitude now to, to my country, or mm. should I say its institutions, has yeah. fundamentally changed. No, I found my, my, my trust in the democratic uh, principles of this country has fundamentally changed. I, I, I worked in the Commons for years. Uh, you, you know, we've both been around lots of politicians. I'm actually someone who will defend politicians. I think they do a tough job. It's mm. not that well paid compared to lots of other jobs they could no. get. It's long hours. It's, it's a difficult job. It, it never occurred to me during 2016, it never occurred to me for one minute yeah. that they wouldn't accept the outcome of the referendum. Right, right. Um, this is the equivalent of, say, Jeremy Corbyn getting in at the next general election perfectly possible it could happen and and all the MPs basically say no 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 just because he's got a majority no 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 we're not going to let him move into number 10 we're just not going to let it happen we're going to have to get everyone to vote again now that's inconceivable yeah well well is it now yeah. is it we, we, we they're willing to overturn a referendum result uh, we've had Yvette Cooper sponsoring a bill going through the House of Commons oh, in a day and now through the Lords yeah. saying you know basically trying to stop Brexit openly blatantly stopping Brexit extending extending uh, stopping a no-deal Brexit she stood at the election, the last uh, election, not only on a manifesto commitment from Labour, which said they would deliver Brexit, a different, slightly different version, but nevertheless, a recognisable yep. Brexit, uh, and put out her own election leaflet, saying, yes. in exact yes. words, I will not, not block not Brexit. Brexit. Yes. And then she brings in a bill. And, and instead of her being castigated in the media and, and, and being treated as the prior she should be for this, and in any other way, I've actually been very admiring of her as a politician, She's treated as sort of the saviour. Like, oh, well, thank goodness if that keeps doing this. And again, I think that the media class are in on it, the, the establishment are in on it, the civil service, the politicians, they're all in on it. And it's basically a saving the British people from themselves attitude. Well, you reported on politics for a long time, mm. didn't you? You were a political correspondent. I was a political editor for 10 years, editor. yeah. I mean, would you, you don't miss that part of reporting. I mean, if you no. were reporting this, this is what I'm saying, it would be tough, wouldn't it? Isn't it better to be a commentator? I much prefer being a commentator. Yeah, I moved into that uh, with, with deliberately, actually. But but again, there are an awful lot of people on the TV now, uh, BBC, Sky and others, who I've got a pretty good idea how they voted when it yeah, came yeah. to the uh, the referendum. I mean, some of them I know how they voted because they've told me. And mm -hmm. I, I'm amazed at how many senior people in the media were like, I can't believe you voted for Brexit. You're insane. Why would you do that? That is the general view of, of people working in the media. And I think the reporting, the coverage of this issue has been so unbelievably um, biased. Mm. Um, and I think people are waiting up, waking up to it. And I think, I think, I think the BBC are not going to come out of this well. Do you think, I mean, when people call into your show... Mm -hmm. We don't uh, do many phone-ins on, uh, uh, on, on a breakfast show. It's far less right, of a phone-in. Okay. But we have lots and lots of guests. Do you think, though, that in from the feedback you get from the yeah. public that they the penny has dropped about the media i mean oh yeah my feeling is is that it was in the past it was tory mps usually saying the today program doesn't give us as much time as labor mps yeah. but it's not quite it's much bigger than that now isn't yeah. it it's much bigger but i find it amazing there are still so many people who think for instance the bbc is biased against remain i mean uh, i don't know yeah. what stations they've been listening to look i love the bbc i'm not I, you know I, I watch these um, and listen to their output but they i tell you what it is 
They don't hear it themselves. They yeah. don't know it. They live in such a bubble. Yeah. I know this because I've, I've sat there in production meetings and, and they, they don't know anybody who voted Leave. They think they don't know anyone who voted Leave. You could see their faces when the referendum result was announced. The BBC, were just, they were sitting there in shock. Who were all these ghastly people? How, where, wasn't anyone they met? Yes. It must be a fix. Yeah. Um, they live in a complete bubble of remote. I mean, I live in Ramona Central in North London. These, they live in a complete bubble. They don't know anybody who, who's, who would admit to them they yeah. voted Leave. They will know people. They just are too afraid to say it because they don't want to be accused of being a racist or stupid. But that they, I don't even think, when they say we're not biased, they genuinely believe they're not. They have no idea that their perspective is constantly going from, they treat Eurosceptics like they're idiots, everything the EU says, anything Donald Tusk or Verhofstadt or, or, or Jean-Claude Juncker says is treated as the word of God, as engraved yeah, yeah, on a tablet yeah. and brought down from the mountain. Yes, yeah. um, and they don't even hear it and see it themselves. There was this, actually, again, I think you tweeted it, I certainly did. Mm. The Remainers put a, a big sort of uh, flag on the White Cliffs of Dover oh. or something, where, and, and it was replied to by... Saying it was SOS. Yes, something oh. like that. It's it it a point. I mean... Well, no, but I mean, so I, I tweeted out someone as S-O-Z-Soz, we're leaving. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how these people couldn't live themselves. Yeah. The, the, the utter... The sort of the, the self-degradation, mm. the the the, uh, the self-flagellation. Self I, I mean, yeah. it's it's embarrassing. Yeah. I'm, 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 I I want to give these people a hug. I'm not even angry at them. It's the fact that they, it's the fact that they don't think that our country, uniquely in the world, fifth biggest trading nation in the in the world, the the idea that that we can't rule ourselves, that we can't possibly possibly survive yeah. without Liechtenstein and Belgium having a say in how we run our yeah. country. Yeah. I, I'm genuine. When you, you, yeah. That's utterly perplexing yeah, to me. Yeah. And yet these are the same people who'd say, before 2016, well, we don't need to leave the EU. It barely has any impact on our lives. Yeah. And now they're telling us, we can't leave the EU. They're in control of everything. Yeah. Well, which is it? The thing is, is that it used to be that when you had arguments with people who were pro-EU pro, uh, mm. back in the old days, Essentially, they, their attitude was, well, look, we see there are all problems with We it. want to reform. We want to reform. We see there are all problems, democratic deficit, etc., etc. But basically, on balance, we want to stay in. It was mm. kind of, you could argue with it. It was a perfectly reasonable position. You could argue. Yeah. But there are people now who seem to have an emotional attachment to this To Jean-Claude Juncker's drinks cabinet. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. quite... It's, exactly. like, he's, like, no, it's yes. like the EU is this god, it's this saviour of our nation. And, and, it's, and it's what stands between us and sort of living like cavemen, yeah, where yeah. we're, you know, we're going to be burning sort of, you know, immigrants at the stake yeah. and, uh, and, and, and just, and, and living like, you know, post-Holocaust world. It's utterly bizarre. I mean, I think this, you know, the main reason why Remainers, and it's not Remainers, most, most people who voted Remain had perfectly good reasons to do so and, and accept the democratic yeah, I, results. Uh, that's why I use the term Remainers, yeah. it's very different. But, but most Remainers, I think, are terrified of a no-deal Brexit more than anything else in the world, not because it would be a disaster, because they secretly fear that the next day would be exactly the same yeah, as the day yeah, before. Yeah. And, and they would be absolutely terrified that everything they have said and everything that they believe, and they've, they've yeah. almost, almost taught themselves to believe, um, would turn out to be a lie. And that England and Britain would just go on and do very, very well, and we'd have economic growth, and we'd survive, and then we'd get a perfectly good free trade deal with Europe. The, it's almost like they, they are terrified that that might actually happen, because then their, their EU god will, will fall yes. before them. 
but also all the other bricks in their pantheon of beliefs would then have to would yeah. start to look a bit shaky. Yeah, they? I mean, this is the whole point. It's like a, it's almost like a religion. I think. It is. You, you are on Question Time a lot. Yes. Uh, you, in some ways, you come right up against this this imbalance because you're oh. on panels where it's like you know, like one Remainer or maybe uh, sorry, one Brexiteer, three Remainers, yeah. whatever. The audience, which nine times out of ten, I do not know how they pick. I've done it myself. I've been on yeah. Question Time, what have you? Um, do you think with the BBC, because look, in a way, Sky is also to me has been a revelation in how biased it's been. But with the BBC, what do you see as being like in the ten years' time the situation with the BBC? Do you think that would you be in favour of abolishing the licence fee? Well, this is it. Again, I mean, I think we should just be honest and just call it a tax, which is what it is. Um, I've always been in favour, you know, we should keep the BBC, uh, you know, I think it's done some wonderful work. But now, to be honest with you, now people are getting their subscriptions, whether it's to Sky or Amazon Prime or Netflix or, you know, everyone else who's who's, who's creating these. uh, I think there's going to be more and more people saying, oh, hold on a minute. Uh, I'm not prepared to do this. And certainly younger generations, my brother and sister, uh, you know, in their 30s, they, they don't. They don't watch television from yeah. one year to the next. Yeah. Um, and I think it is becoming more and more something of the older generation. And eventually we're all going to be over 75 and there's going to be no one playing it anyway. <laughs> I, I have a funny feeling that it's going to fall by the wayside more because of the pressures of uh, online streaming and Netflix yeah. than yeah. than actually as a result yeah. of, of political uh, action. Because I think the BBC is such a strong sort of defender of the establishment. Now, it used to be the Tory establishment. Uh, and now it's a strong defender of the sort of liberal elite establishment. Um, they ain't going to let go of that quickly. In this kind of environment, you know, where there is this, I would say, kind of group thing, right? Mm. You, you mentioned civil service, uh, the media, okay, mm. particularly in the media we're talking about. And yeah, you, you, you have your voice. Mm-hmm. Um, how, when people go for you, you know, yeah. when they attack you, What's it like? I mean, how do you handle that? I mean, you, you know, I, I don't mean to sound make you sound infantile. No, how do you, I've, I've how never do you been very good at playing a victim ever. But um, right. no, I mean, every now and then, if you do say a question time, very high profile, you get thousands of tweets. Every yeah. now and then, you thought, wow, oh, the victory. If they decide yeah. to go for you, and then it's when, especially it's when it's people you know, people perhaps you've worked with in the past, who you know you get on perfect well, you and you see them at a party, and then will gun for you on Twitter to, to please to get their likes on Twitter. Yeah. Um, it can be, it can be a little bit sort of. Well, it ta- you, 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 you take, you, you find yourself taken aback yeah. by it because yeah. it is overwhelming, um, and there are some insults in particular that you you have to stand up to. Um, I've had someone tweet, "Julia's racist." Pass it on to their forty thousand followers. I, I called in lawyers. In fact, I didn't have to call in lawyers. Three QCs got in touch and said, "Would you like us to bring this case oh, for you?" No, and right. I do know. I said, yeah. "You've got until yeah. six p.m. to withdraw that." I'm not going to have it stand. I'm not racist. I mean, you've you're... got no basis on which to call me yeah. racist, and you. you you know, you, I suggest you seek legal advice, which he clearly did. But so the things I won't let stand. But if someone wants to call me you know, vile, the B word, the C word, all versions of the C word. Um, frankly, I, I, I just what, how I react normally is I normally just retweet it to my followers and yeah. take the mick out of them about how good the Wi-Fi is in their mum's basement and things like that. But because it is, it is utterly ridiculous. A few people I've said, you know, feel free to come and say that to my face because I have a funny feeling you won't be that brave. Um, but no, but if people want to disagree and say, I think you're wrong, this is why you're wrong, that's fine, I'm, and then I'll have the debate. But um, no, every now and then it can be quite overwhelming. But I genuinely take the view that actually, if you're upsetting them that much, you're probably doing a doing good job. Right, yeah. yeah. Do you ever 
do you sort of come off Twitter ever? Do you ever say to yourself, because oh, you're, yes. you're a pretty prodigious uh, Twitter, aren't you? I, I mean, just, I could, I'm a very fast typer. Oh, so I, I mean, okay, and, right. and I and I can be on air interviewing someone and can still tweet. I I'm, I'm a big one on the multitasking, uh, working mum and all that. But um, I, I generally on holiday I do come off Twitter. I certainly won't tweet about politics. But the amount of times I go away and then something major happens. But because politics and the news is my love and my hobby as well, and uh, my family are very into the news as well. We all discuss politics around the dinner table. Um, my poor twelve-year-old. Um, but I shall have therapy for years. Are they, therapy is she for years. She is interested in politics, but she'll sometimes say to me things like, you know, what do we think? And I go, I think this, your dad thinks that. You go away and read up and find out what you think. I don't ever want her uh, to to think how I think. That's not how I'm raising her. Um, So she'll probably have her... I should probably become a sort of climate change activist or something like that just to upset me. Um, but yeah, no. But it's, I think no. But it, I think I do. I do just turn off. You know, if I'm going out for dinner with my husband, we don't. I don't sit on Twitter. Phone goes down. Have a lovely evening. I think you do need to learn to switch off. Absolutely. Do you know? You know. You obviously you know know how to handle these people who come on. You know, whatever on Twitter or, uh, or attack. Yeah. You say these things, but. Quite recently, there was a, a very, a very serious situation actually when we had that appalling atrocity yeah. in New Zealand. Um, what was astonishing was they almost left no time at all, but the left, yeah. I would say broadly speaking, um, then started to lay the blame at conservative or perceived conservative commentators yeah. and journalists. And your name was up there, wasn't yeah. it? Um, that's not funny, is it? I mean, oh no, and that was just well over the line, and I and I certainly reacted to that and took that on yeah. uh, on Twitter. Um, this idea that because you've spoken out about immigration, because you have criticised aspects of the religion of Islam, yeah, some yeah. of the tenets and the clothing, for instance, I'm opposed to the burqa and the niqab, yeah. uh, and would certainly have them banned in this country along with. Yeah. I don't want to sit next to someone wearing a balaclava in a restaurant either, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, because I could consider it subjugation of women. Um, because I've spoken out about those tenets. Somehow I have encouraged a complete lunatic, murderous man on the other side of the world to kill 50 innocent people yeah. in a mosque. Yeah. I, I mean, you know that's absurd. Yeah. I know that's absurd. Um, it, it, and yet it's, it is beyond a joke because when someone is saying, you know, I spent three and a half hours on air talking about this horrific murder, uh, mass massacre, and to then have people say, well... Well, I mean, it's people, some people on some the left people, who yeah. wanted to stir it, up. stir it up. And what I find extraordinary is that, A, just no sense of decency in trying to have the politics of this, um, but also the fact that they genuinely seem to think that, that, that people criticising a religion is the same as someone I criticize the Catholic religion I haven't encouraged any Catholics to go and uh, you know uh, 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 or, or people who hope Catholics to go and massacre each other they think in that in the same way is 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 a, a reasonable response to that would be someone picking up a weapon and murdering 50 innocent men women and children in a mosque these things are so separate They're like the Joe Cox murder yeah. horrific murder by a neo-nazi yeah, yeah, lunatic yeah. who had been a neo-nazi lunatic for years and the idea that because we were having a campaign to become a democratically ruled sovereign nation state out of the free Brexit, that somehow had motivated this man and was the reason why this man took uh, the life of Joe Cox. I think it's, I think it's obscene that it people should make those links. even in that case, it was pretty shameless, shameless the way they did it. And, and, and the British people knew it was, yes, and that's exactly. one of the reasons yeah. why they yeah. just went, no. They were, the polling showed they, were, they thought that the Remain campaign tried to make, uh, use yeah. the murder yeah. to boost their vote, it, which is a disgusting thing to do. 
Do you think, though, that when they kind of make these, when the left go for, like mm. they did in this particular case, or indeed with Joe Cox, isn't it also sort of a way they have of trying to curtail and shut down general oh, debate? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there is a problem, is there not, with free speech increasingly in this country? A huge problem. And we brought a blasphemy law by, yeah. by yeah. default now, no, but only, only involving one religion. Um, this constant victimhood uh, idea um, is, is ridiculous. Uh, the idea that you can't say a single thing about anybody who, I mean, well, you can criticise anyone who's white. I mean, a white male, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're white and you're middle class, I mean, frankly, you know, you should probably just go and kill yourself now. You're such yeah, a bad person. Yeah, yeah. This identitarian politics that we've yeah. got, so people are representing, um, you know, uh, women or gay people or Muslims yeah, or yeah. black people. or these. Uh, I, mean, I was raised in a, a very liberal left family to treat people as individuals, to, to judge people by how they act and what they say. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, what's in the, you know, the character of your heart is more, you yes, know, exactly. Martin Luther King yeah. said. Um, now that the fact that we're supposed to judge everybody based on their skin colour or their religion goes, or, or gender, or, or gender fluidity, or whatever it is, goes against every one of the liberal values I was raised with. Uh, and I think it's, it is very, very dangerous. And, and the idea that that people shouldn't be allowed to comment on something because they don't have the correct skin colour, sexuality, gender, or whatever it is, I think is really quite bizarre. And I, I think the phrase Orwellian comes up an awful lot these days. I don't think it does justice to what is going on right now in terms of the, the, uh, the de facto censorship of free speech. Uh, Julie, you mentioned there you know, being uh, against the burqa a mm. bit earlier. Uh, it seems to me that, you know, it's one of those issues, a bit like FGM or whatever, that your average gardenista feminist should be absolutely on the front <laughs> line about. Absolutely. But they seem to be absent, don't they? Yeah, I, I find it extraordinary. Well, it's a woman's right to choose what she yeah. wears, except that women don't get to choose yes, to wear exactly. it in most of the countries. happens. Yeah. And the fact that the vast majority of women who are Muslim in this world don't choose to wear yeah. uh, the burqa or the niqab, and actually many huge, huge swathes yeah. of the Muslim population around the world don't choose to wear even the headscarf, none of which are remotely required uh, yeah. in Islam, certainly not the face coverings. Uh, I find it extraordinary that there are women who consider themselves feminists who, who will justify that. And it is an act, it's a, it's a political ideology, the wearing of the mm -hmm. burqa. Mm -hmm. It's got nothing to do with Islam. Mm -hmm. it's, not in, it's not in the, uh, uh, the Quran and it's, 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 it's not in the Hadith in any open, obvious yeah, yeah, way. Yeah. There are plenty of uh, Islamic scholars who, who will say it's got nothing to do with Islam. I don't like Boris Johnson referring to letterboxes and, and burgers, and I think that's not helpful, uh, although I defend his right to use whatever yeah, language yeah, he yeah, chooses. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I think that it is, I, I would absolutely go down the same route that France has and just say, no, no, I don't want religious clothing in schools, I don't want it in the workplace, and certainly in Western culture, certainly in British culture, when you're walking down the street, unless there's a really good reason because it's unbelievably cold and you're putting a scarf up over your face to protect yourself from the ice and the snow, you show your face in yeah, public. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think there's anything controversial yeah. about that. And we know the polling shows yes, there's exactly. nothing controversial about that. In fact, we're actually quite behind the curve. These wonderful the liberal EU countries, yes, exactly. all of which exactly. are bringing in these bands. Yeah. But they're doing that to protect their own culture. And this is what it comes down to. It's this idea that in some way criticising aspects of Islam is is, is anti-Muslim. No, it's not. Actually, yeah, a lot yeah, of those aspects yeah. of Islam are imposed on Muslim. Interestingly, always Muslim women who were treated in 
pretty much every majority Muslim country in the world are second-class citizens. Yes, exactly. And you see these amazing yeah. videos of women in Syria and Iraq, and indeed in Iran, uh, showing their interest, having to take off the burqas they've been forced to wear, taking off their headscarves in Iran, and being arrested for yeah, it. Yeah. And, and yet, uh, and yet, over here, we're, we're saying it's a proud act of feminism for a woman to choose to cover her face. It's yes, bizarre. Exactly. Do you think, I mean, this is all part of the kind of identity politics that yeah. you, you just mentioned earlier. It's, it's a, I'm separate, I'm other, I'm it, different. It, exactly. This, this is, a, it seems to me, is the dominating theme of our politics now. Yeah. Um, frankly, it seems to me that it cuts society vertically, you know, into all these, it used to be class maybe. Yeah. You know, it used to be class. What would you say is the way out of that? I think the way out of it is for people <laughs> like you, like me, and basically the sane majority yeah. to say, no, yeah. no, we're not going to put up with this lunacy of, for no? instance, saying every child is gender fluid, yeah. not all trans, uh, we want people to live a happy life, yeah. be your best self, but no, no, not every child isn't born both male and female. No, they're not. Um, I have yeah. to accept the fact that, you know, that, that actually there are sometimes competing uh, rights uh, between our liberal Western values about you know f freedom of speech, uh, like against blasphemy laws and against uh, the women's rights and gay rights and the like, uh, mixed race, mixed faith marriages, yeah. all these other things, and that they they come up against some values in some religions, including Catholicism mm -hmm. as well, where they compete. And that's when we need to assert ourselves. And we need to stop being guilty. I think this, Douglas Murray has written about this yeah, brilliantly yeah, in his yeah, book yeah. about uh, the strange death of Europe. This bizarrely unique yeah. sort of white European, particularly British guilt about our culture, about our history, about our values. And we need to assert that, no, our values are the best in the world. Believing that people are equal regardless of their faith, their gender, their sexuality, their, their race. What, what's to be ashamed of yes, that? Exactly, yeah. um, and I think we need to shout loudly about these values and, and be willing to assert them. And rather than feeling, oh, well, well, he or she feels very strongly. And, I, you know, I'm British, so I'll keep quiet yeah, yeah. and allow our values to be trampled on because we do have a really strong history. Uh, and a really strong tradition and our values are, are in the liberal tradition that will be I think the future but I think we need to fight for them yeah. and there's nothing rude or wrong or, or, or bad or evil about fighting for the liberal values of freedom of speech mm. uh, and a freedom of, of religion and free, you know, freedom to be with who you want to be. Um, these are things worth fighting for and I don't know why people are so embarrassed and shamed. I think uh, Rod Little we had on recently. He said he thought that the uh, he said that the transgender issue mm. was the turning point. Yeah. He, he, I think he that's when the British public went. That's it. Yeah, come I'm on. I'm out. Yeah, come, I'm come out. on. Well, I'm yeah, you know, yeah, my yeah. brother, you know, I say twelve year old, she's going off shopping. Topshop has well, we have you know, trans people can come into our changing rooms, which is absolutely fine if someone's genuinely trans. But if a man just wants to yeah. pawn a dress and say I'm trans and walk in, you know, completely intact and walk into my daughter's changing room, sorry. I've got a problem with that. And actually, and, 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 and actually most, most yeah. trans people would completely understand that and say, that's, yes, I completely understand why you wouldn't be happy with your 12-year-old daughter and with a, a grown man with his genitals intact who, who, you know, who is in there for nefarious reasons. This is, this is just common sense yeah. stuff. You yeah. know? Um, and, and this isn't about people not wanting trans people to you know, be, be free and be retreated with equality and respect and have rights. It's just about, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> but the thing is with these ideologies is that they end up eating themselves in a, in oh, a course, way. Yeah. Because uh, 
women's sport is in serious trouble now as yeah. a result of this, isn't it? I mean, the, the array of pictures, I've been campaigning on yeah. this now for about a year, yeah. but yeah. The, the array of, of sportswear, uh, you see these women on the podiums in second and third place, yeah. and you know, they're five foot tall, and then there's a six foot six man mm. <laughs> pretending to be a woman. They, they, haven't gone, they haven't undergone the medical transformation even, sometimes not even the, any, any drugs, certainly yeah, not yeah, surgery. Yeah. And they, they, they have basically been at a low level in men's sport. They then say, I'm a woman and they're able to compete. Yes, women's sport is over if this yeah, carries on. Yeah, yeah. And the women who've spoken out about it, Martina Navratilova, I mean, one of the strongest exactly. feminist yeah, yeah. And, and gay rights activists in the world of sport, being accused of being transphobic. I know. For simply saying, um, is this right? I mean, she basically went, is, is this a good idea? Yes, or people like Julie Bindor being yeah. uh, no-platformed, yeah. uh, like. have you ever been no-platformed? I'm not aware of it, maybe I haven't been invited to things which I would have <laughs> otherwise, but I mean, oh, I'd, I'd rather enjoy it. I mean, I'd just turn up anyway, you know me, I always like a bit of trouble. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing, people shouldn't put up with it. I mean, but Jermaine Greer pointing yes. out, you know. Oh, that's, that's astonishing. A, you, yeah, know, yeah, um, yeah. you know, you know. She did it um, beautifully though, I have yeah. to say, I can't quite remember you know, the phrase. A, a man who comes off his cork isn't a woman, he's a man <laughs> without a cork. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean it's crude. But <laughs> to the but, point. But it's true. <laughs> yes, it's, it's true. true. And when I had a, a guest on my show the other day who said, you know, I said introduced her as a trans woman again. Always would want to yeah. be polite and say if if she prefers to be called she. Yeah, absolutely, it's a matter yeah. of just good manners yeah. and respect. And um, and then she said, I'm a woman. I said, but you're not. You're a trans woman. I, I, and I'm very happy to call you her. And mm. she is a matter of respect out of your choice of your life. But you, you know, I've had you know she's had the surgery. But you're a trans woman. You're not a woman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not. This is a matter of, you know, I'm not a coffee table and you're not a woman. Yeah. There, 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 are some simple, there are words that have meanings. And, and I think, again, we've got to fight for, for, for words to continue to have the same meaning as they did well, the when language you got is, the dictionary. I think the language has been sort of captured in a way. I'm we've not got, a cis woman. I'm a woman. Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> there you go. On that note, <laughs> Julia, thank you very, very much for coming. Thank and it's, you. it's been great to have you. Um, and I hope you come back as well. Um, um, that's it for so what you're saying is this week um, please do join our ever growing list of subscribers thank you to all those who already have and we'll see you next time so thanks